Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, we're learning to choose grace and release bitterness. Forgiveness doesn't mean you stop hurting, but I choose to take the record of what was done to me, and I choose no longer to be a prison guard or have someone have to pay for what they did to me. This is how forgiveness works. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago and President of Moody Bible Institute. On today's program, Pastor Mark Job concludes a message he started yesterday that focuses our attention on what to do when we experience hurt and pain. It's simply titled Hurt. We'll be learning that like the weeds that grow in our yards, if we don't face our hurts and disappointments, they can quickly overtake our lives and become deep roots of bitterness. With today's Bold Steps from the Book of Hebrews, Here's Mark Job. When you have undealt with injury in your life, that undealt with injury becomes the interpreter, the interpreter by which you interpret the world around you. So, someone that has abandonment issues in their life, your dad walked out on you, you and your kids when you were 10 years old and left. You've never seen him again, but there's this hollowness inside of your soul that you feel like, why did my dad walk out? Why did he reject us? Was there something wrong with us? Was, was there something that we didn't have? And maybe as an adult, you can fully understand the issue that it was an issue between him and your mom. But at, in the heart of a child, all you know is that dad left us and never contacted us again. I was rejected by my father, so you grow up with the spirit of rejection. And now you interpret life through the lens of rejection. Every time someone makes a comment, the interpreter of the language of the world becomes the interpreter called rejection. And so, so you walk into church sometime, you say, Hello, how you doing? Hey, haven't seen you in a long time. In your mind you think, are they saying they missed me? Or are they saying, hey, you're not committed because I haven't seen you in a long time. Are they glad to see me or are they saying, oh, I bet you're not that committed. What have you been doing? You know, what are you skipping church because you're watching the Bears game or what? Oh, they probably are judging me. They didn't know that I had a lot of work. They didn't know that I was sick. They should have asked me if I was sick or not. This, they, they're so judgmental. And in your mind now, you're mad at that person for just asking, hey, how you doing? Haven't seen you in a long time. <laughs> All that person said was, how are you doing? Haven't seen you in a while. But the interpreter of the language of the world your interpreter is called rejection. Rejection only speaks the language of rejection. Everything in the world, they interpret it as rejection. And so when they speak to your soul because you have an injured spirit, all it keeps telling you is that everybody, everything people say is directed towards the injury of rejection. When you have a pain or, 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 or you have an injury in your life, it affects everything that you do. Everything revolves around that pain. You guard that pain. You think about that pain. It affects you. I remember years ago when I was in high school, I had a, a wrestling coach. 
that had made us sweat bad. I mean, he worked us out terribly, crank up the heat in the room, and we worked out for hours. And he decided that he was going to visit Spain, the country that I grew up in. And so I thought, it's my get-back time. He didn't speak any Spanish. I spoke Spanish, and I was his interpreter. So when we got to Spain, we, did a, we played a couple pranks on him just because he didn't understand the language. And you interpret your surrounding through the interpreter if you don't know the language of the world. You're funneled through that interpreter. So I remember my brother and I, I was about 15, and my brother and I were walking through the street with our coach, and um, we ran into some friends, and they said, hi, how you doing? They said, who's that? They said, well, he's kind of like a brother. They said, oh, I've never met him before. Yeah, he, we said, well, he's kind of special. Of course, he doesn't know what we're saying, so he's just smiling. They said, what's his name? And his name was Dave. He had been practicing his rolling his R's for a long time. So every evening he would say, hey, how am I doing? He would say, how do you say, see, the word dog in Spanish is perro. And you have to roll your R's. If you're Anglo here and not raised in a Spanish-speaking country, it's probably hard for you to say perro. Try it. Try it going it's hard for you to do if you weren't raised with it. So he, he had a real hard time with it. So every evening he would go, he would really work hard on it. And so this person said, what's his name? And I said, hey, Dave, we told him you've been practicing how to say dog, and she wants to hear how you roll your R's. And so he smiled, and he goes, and then smiles, and she said, oh. When he walked away, he had no idea what had happened. Why? Because I was his interpreter. And the interpreter shapes your understanding of the world. Some of you, hurt and pain is doing the very same thing to your life. Life isn't telling you the message that hurt is telling you. Life is telling you one message. People are telling you one thing, but you interpret it all through the lens of your hurt. If you are an oversensitive person here today, you will hear your spouse say things like, I didn't mean to hurt you. I, I never intended it. Why do you take it wrongly? That's not what I was saying. If people are saying that around you, it's usually an indication that you have an injury in your soul and you interpret the world through the injury of your soul, and it makes you want to fight back, it makes you hurt, it makes you resentful, it makes you unforgiving. And the writer of the Hebrews says, pursue, work at peace. And the only qualification that he gives towards peace is make sure that holiness trumps peace. So never compromise your holy living just to make peace with someone. But work at peace with all people. Number three, so not only choose healing, choose peace. Number three, this is big, choose grace. Verse 15, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God. See to it, that word see to it, episcopal, is the word we use to get bishop or elder from, a shepherd. 
In other words, the, the meaning is watch carefully over so that no one falls short of the grace of Theo, the grace of God in the Greek. What is grace? Charis, the unmerited, undeserved favor of God. There is something powerful about choosing grace in our life. Grace in our relationships means that we give people what they don't deserve because we've received what we don't deserve. In other words, if God were to give us what you and I deserve, we deserve judgment and condemnation because we've fallen short of the glory of God. Grace is the unmerited, undeserved favor, God giving us what we don't deserve because of his own merit, not ours. That's grace. The opposite of grace is judgment. The opposite of grace is tooth for tooth, eye for eye. God says, I'm giving you grace. In fact, our salvation, here is one of the greatest misunderstanding, theological misunderstandings of religion around the world is that people believe that they can earn their way to God, that they can merit their way to God. Christianity is not about meriting your way to God. Christianity is about receiving something you don't deserve through a person that gave you a gift that you never deserved in the first place. If you try to make your way right to God through anything else except the grace of God, then you have misunderstood Christianity. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job. For more tools and resources designed to help you with facing your feelings, visit boldstepsradio.org. And Mark, one resource that we highly recommend for all of our listeners to sign up for is your weekly email devotional, The Bold Stepper Weekly. Now, we're so close to 3,000 subscribers. We need just a few more people, and we'll reach that 3,000 mark. That's right. So you can help us go over that mark. This is uh, 3,000 people that get a special email every Monday morning. And it's a devotional from the heart. It's, it includes sometimes a personal update of my own life or Moody Bible Institute. Other links uh, that will encourage you like Bold Steps Minute or if you speak Spanish or know someone that does, we have also a link to Pasos Aldaces, which is in Spanish. So this is free. It's our way of saying, hey, we want you to start the week out well. Well, we are family around here, Mark, and we'd love for our family to subscribe to the Bold Stepper Weekly. So sign up at boldstepsradio.org. Now, looking at the calendar, this is a very special week at Moody Bible Institute. This is our annual Founders Week, but a first this time around, Mark. <laughs> it's the first time that we are having Founders Week in October. Mm-hmm. Well, last year we decided after we had to cancel a bunch of speakers because of snowstorms and people that couldn't get in, it, we, it, it's the coldest month in Chicago. Not October, February is. February right. is. And so we've had so many people that said, I'd love to be there, but I can't go in February. And so we thought, hey, let's move this to a date that is a little bit more accessible to people. And I also discovered, by the way, that it was in October that uh, our first classes started at Moody Bible Institute. So we're wow. celebrating yeah. the beginning 
of uh, Moody Bible Institute, and I think D.L. Moody would appreciate that move. Well, it was a bold decision, Mark. Thank you for that. And by (laughs) the way, it will not be broadcast on radio this year, but thanks to the internet, listeners can tune in to Founders Week at moodyconferences.org. So check that out this week at Moody Bible Institute, moodyconferences.org. All right, let's return to the second half of Mark's message for today called Hurt. We're discussing the fourth option for dealing with past hurt and present bitterness. The great majority of people out there, many of whom check their Facebook status by Christian, do not understand how to be right with God because becoming right with God is about the gift of God that He gives us. The Bible says that we are saved, not by works, but by faith and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace means that He's giving us a gift that you and I could never pay for, that we could never earn, that we could never merit. If you are here today trying to be right with God by works and think that God has a a, a accounting system in heaven that says, okay, check one, two, three, good, one, two, three, bad. You got four bad, three good. You're on the downside now. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Okay, you walked a little lady across the street. One more good point. Aha. Now it's balanced out. You live constantly with the uncertainty of whether you are right or wrong with God. Grace is this, that what you and I did not deserve, we deserve condemnation. We deserve separation from God. What you and I deserve, God did not give us. Instead, he offered us a gift of forgiveness that comes through what Jesus Christ paid on the cross of Calvary. And it's through our faith saying we don't deserve it, but we receive your gift. It's the grace of God that gives us not of work so that no one, no one, no one can boast. So let me tell you this. If God gave you and I what we did not deserve, then how much should you and I give others what they do not deserve. You see, God's asking us to give grace, favor. You cannot give what you have not received. Some of us do not understand the grace of God, so we can't give grace. Someone hurts you, you hurt them back. Someone does something wrong to you, you you make sure I got it all written down. The grace of God. You need to fully possess it before you can give it. In football season, they do replays to see if someone has full possession of the ball. And sometimes it's really hard to tell. Do they have it fully possessed? Did they drop it? Did it hit the ground? Did they have full possession of it? I'm just wondering if we did a a replay of your life right now. Do you fully grasp the grace of God? Do you have full possession of it? It's really important. You will not survive Christianity unless you fully possess grace. Grace gives you the power to live for God. Grace is the unmerited, undeserved favor that comes in your direction. And lastly, number four, let me close with this. Choose release over bitterness. Notice what he says. And that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and to defile many. That no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and to defile many. If you've been hurt, but you haven't dealt with your hurt, what happens is that your hurt 
turns into bitterness and resentment. And that bitterness and resentment develops a root system within your life. And that bitterness and resentment feeds, feeds the plant outside of your soul. But there's a root system underneath, and it's called the root of bitterness. Now, a root is a hidden system beneath the surface that feeds a plant. You cannot get rid of the plant unless you get rid of the root. If you just deal with the outside but don't deal with the inside, it'll keep popping back over and over and over again. It's springtime. Some of you are dealing with those beautiful little beasts that we call dandelions. Lord, why did you create dandelions? And I don't know, you've had a tool, one of those long tools that you can buy in the gardening section of Home Depot. And you go out and it's a tool that you, you put in the ground and it gets the root of the dandelion. If you just pull the flower off, guess what happens? It pops up again. But if you get the root, then you inhibit the possibility of it coming back again because you've gotten the root. I'm going to close with this. Listen, this is really important. The only way to get the root of bitterness out of your heart and soul that's affecting your relationships and the way you view the world is through the tool called forgiveness. Forgiveness is that tool that God gives us that goes deep into the root system of bitterness and pulls it out from the inside. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is, is a repeated choice to tear up the debt incurred by being sinned against or hurt. Forgiveness doesn't mean you stop hurting. Forgiveness doesn't mean what happened to you was okay. It doesn't mean minimizing what occurred to you. It doesn't mean uh, just ignoring what happened. It simply means what happened to me when I was sinned against or hurt, it, it, it was painful, it was difficult, but I choose to take the record of what was done to me and I choose no longer to be a prison guard or have someone have to pay for what they did to me. This is how forgiveness works. Here's a record of the wrongs done against you. And some of us are in our relationships like this. Oh, you did that? Yeah, okay. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I got that one too. Oh, the other day? Uh-huh. Oh, let me write that one. Uh -huh. That attitude, okay, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Oh, again, you did it again, okay, again, yeah. All right, all right, I got my list. And you walk around with your clipboard, you got that list. And then some little conflict comes up in your marriage. You left the shoes there, well, you didn't leave that over there, and you didn't put the car in, and when are you going to pay the bills, and you over to, and then suddenly you pull out your list and say, okay, now let's go over what you did now. And you have a whole list that you have. What forgiveness is doing is forgiveness says, I know that I've been sinned against. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, it says, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your heavenly Father will not forgive you your sins. Because if you hold people in debtor's prison, then God's going to hold you in debtor's prison. You cannot walk in freedom 
with God if you're not walking in freedom with others. And so this is what forgiveness does. Forgiveness says, because God has forgiven me and I receive grace, I'm willing to forgive others who have sinned against me. Not because they deserve it, not because they've asked for it, not because they have the right attitude, but because I choose to forgive them because I don't want to be bound in debtor's prison. So see this that's been done against me? Yeah. The Bible says forgive others as God has forgiven you. And this is what the Bible says. God, God cast your sins as far as the east is from the west. He blots out our sins and he says, and he remembers them no more. And some of you say, listen, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. And here's what forgiveness is. God says he forgives our sin and he remembers him no more. That means he doesn't open up the filing cabinet and look at what you've done over and over. It means that when God forgives you, he takes your clipboard and never looks at it again. He doesn't have amnesia. He knows what you've done, but he doesn't rehearse it over and over because the debt is paid. You're no longer guilty before God. Thank God that your past is not brought up to you and God. Thank God that what you did in the past, he does not use as condemnation against you. When God washes you, you are clean. As far as the east is from the west, it doesn't matter where you've been or how long you've been there or how deep your stain was. When you come to God and you've experienced the forgiveness of God, this is what God does and this is what God is asking you to do. He looks at your debt and he says, but I have forgiven you. And so all your debt, all your past, all your garbage, I remember it no more. Yeah, it's gone. This is Bold Steps, and you're listening to the Bible teaching of Moody Bible Institute President Mark Job. If you know of someone who would benefit from Mark's bold and practical teaching, be sure to direct them to our website, boldstepsradio.org. And while you're online and have some free time, we'd love to connect with you. Let us know how this program is making a difference in your life and the lives of your family. And then, be sure to let us know how we can pray for you and your family. Mark, before we leave, let me take you back to today's message. Because I know there are people out there who are simply clipping the top of the weeds off in their gardens, but they're not, as you said, pulling out the root or addressing the the root of bitterness that's growing up around them. So a word of encouragement from you. How can we get over this? Yeah, so here's my word of encouragement. It's easy to say that we're over our pain when it doesn't sting as much. But unless we go to the hard places and deal with the root of our pain, it will keep popping up like a stubborn weed. And so this is a time for reflection. Are you willing to go to the hard place of pain that requires forgiveness, transparency, honesty, and release? That's a work of the Holy Spirit. Indeed it is. Thank you, Mark. Well, today's message is simply titled Hurt. If you know of someone who would benefit from Mark's bold and practical Bible teaching, be sure to direct them to our website, boldstepsradio.org. You know, Mark, in today's world, forgiveness seems like a foreign word. We're constantly encouraged to act on our feelings, to rely on our own judgment rather than the Holy Spirit, and to live by my truth instead of God's. As Christians, we really are being challenged to abandon this lifestyle of faith. You know, Wayne, a lot of people are talking about America as a post-Christian nation. Mm -hmm. And so it requires a bit more grit, courage, 
And really, it requires us to be brave. Yes, that's the, that's the bottom line, isn't it? Yeah, it really does. And one of the iconic characters in Scripture that models this is Daniel. And our friend Alistair Begg, who's been a pastor for many years, he's been on Moody Radio, Truth for Life. And a many great partner. Of you, yeah. yeah, many of you listen to just an outstanding Bible teacher with the great Scottish accent there. Doesn't hurt. Uh, He uh, has written a book called Brave by Faith, God-Sized Confidence in a Post-Christian World. And I think every Christian that's listening to me right now understands that there's a degree of courage that is needed now more than ever before. So I would encourage you to secure this book, give a gift of any amount to Bold Steps, and we would love to send you this book. It's a small book, so it's not going to be one of those difficult to read, but it's a book packed with some, I think, a really relevant message for us today. It really is, Mark, and as you said, we'll send a copy to anyone who gives a gift right now of any size to Bold Steps. It's Alistair Begg's book, Brave by Faith. Just go online to give your gift, boldstepsradio.org. Or give us a call at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. And you can also send your gift and request this book through the mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And before we wrap up today, we'd like to remind you that you can hear any of these daily messages anywhere, anytime by subscribing to the Bold Steps podcast. Just go to your podcast app and search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Joe. Remember to click the subscribe button, leave a comment, and most of all, we encourage you to share these messages with your friends. Well, that's our time for today. I'm Wayne Shepherd, inviting you to join us tomorrow when Mark gives us some tips on how to find joy in all circumstances. The message will conclude our Facing Your Feelings series, and you won't want to miss it. Be listening Tuesday to Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.